what's scary and dangerous is entrepreneurs who don't realize that they're focused on the problems, what's not happening, where they aren't, why is this person so much further than I am? I'm so I think it's this the like embedded secret mental patterns. Welcome to the Everything is Influence podcast. This podcast is dedicated to help you understand why human beings do the things they do and ultimately how you can work with human psychology to influence change and get people to do what you want them to. Whether this is your clients, your prospects, your kids, your spouse, or anyone you come into contact with, this show will give you the tools of influence so that you can become more, unlock your true potential, and serve even more powerfully than you already do. My name is Eli Wild. Let's dive in. So hello, and welcome back, everybody, to the Everything is Influence podcast, where on each and every episode, we dig into the four levels of influence. Ultimately, how has this person become this amazing human being? How do they see the process of influence and transfer their thoughts, their ideas into other people that can build into action? How do they do it one-on-one? How do they do it to groups? And uh, and where we're going to start here, again, as always, is legendary influence. What is this person doing in the world today? How have they taken their thoughts, their ideas? at scale into the market to really the better the lives of other people. And I'm really excited to uh, introduce you to our guest today. If you don't know her, her name's Eileen Wilder. We have the same uh, same initials and yes. Um, yes. both of the sales, all, all the stuff. And she has just blown up these last couple of years. Uh, and I've known her since pretty earlier in her journey, but it's like, oh, it's, wow. it's amazing to see what you've done. So oh, without yeah. further ado, Miss Eileen Wilder, how are you? Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Eli? And the whole podcast crew listening. I'm so excited to be here. Excited to like yeah. share some tips, man. I'm pumped. Great. Great to have you here. So I, um, as I said, I want to start a little bit different on this. So I want to ultimately start with like, just let everybody know, first of all, you know, we'll start here. What are you up to in the world today? Like, what do you mm-hmm. do with your business like? Yes. Um, and, and what's your mission all about? Yeah. Um, we help people do six and seven figure days with virtual events that's kind of like our, our, we just love it. It's so much fun. We love helping people speak and then kind of get a big cash infusion in one day with virtual events. And we just love events for so many reasons, same reasons you love events. I know you love speaking and events too, Eli. And yeah, we just kind of got into that a couple of years ago. We were, we had an events background because my, I was a pastor yeah. with my husband, um, but we didn't make a lot of money. <laughs> And uh, we were actually, my husband was Uber driving um, to support our family when I found out about this like whole world that we're all in, like entrepreneurship. I'd never actually ever heard about this universe called entrepreneurship or that you could start your own business or whatever. So I found it a couple of years ago and then, yeah, now we're helping people do million dollar days and six figure days. And it's great because I love it. So you get people to virtual events like yes. and stuff like that. Yes. Yep. And show you show people how to do their own events yeah. and sell big ticket at these. Yeah, sell high ticket. So that's a big thing of what we do is we takes usually somebody comes with us like a course or a low ticket thing and we'll wave a magic wand and make it a high ticket thing. Basically, we'll trans transform what they have into a high ticket offer. And that's how the cash infusion happens. Okay. You know? Yep. Yeah. 
I saw you. I was there sitting with you. We saw uh, Tony speak together. Yes. But uh, you had to speak. You were speaking. Yes. Yes. It was such an honor, such a privilege. I couldn't believe it when they asked me. I was like, wait, did you get the right person? But they did. And, and uh, so, yeah, I got the honor and privilege of speaking at Funnel Hacking Live. It was the best audience ever. It's like such a crazy, they're like so passionate. And so I hope you'll get to speak there too, Eli. You would love that. Love that crowd. Thanks. I, how did some, so a lot of people listening here, obviously going to want to speak and monetize. Um, how did you go from working as a pastor mm. speak on the funnel hacking kind of right. walk us through that journey? Gosh, yeah. That's crazy. Town. One of the biggest, biggest stages in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, I couldn't afford to go to funnel hacking live the first. So actually a friend told me she was going and she's like, Oh, it's a marketing mm-hmm. conference. Um, yep. And and she like paid for my ticket. It was like hundreds of dollars and I couldn't afford it at all. So I just sat in the back and I didn't understand anything, Eli, that they were talking about. Literally, like they were like showing pictures of funnels. When when is that? Okay, when so that was 2017. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 Eli. It was 2018. It was 2018. And so yeah, they were like showing like diagrams and like, you know, it was like marketing stuff. Yeah. They're like like percentages and the crowd would go wild. Like they would show like they'd use the word order bump, right? And the crowd would go, oh, ooh, and then they'd zoom in on like the order bump. And it was, I was just like, what is happening here? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but they were at the end, they made a high ticket offer. And I was like, it sounds amazing. I called my husband who was Uber driving at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, can I do this thing? And the cost of the program, Eli, was was like around the amount, it was like, like 21,000 or something like that. And we made around 30,000 Uber driving. Mm-hmm. So it was scary town. I, I was so you did, it. you did it. Yeah, I did it. It was like probably that. Yeah. But I had just never heard of this world that was like, you could change the world, which is what I, I was in a nonprofit, you know? So I was like all about changing the world. You could change the world and make money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? I, I really legitimately was like, I, I felt like I walked through the wardrobe in Chronicles of Narnia, like you like open the wardrobe and you're like in a totally different universe. Definitely. Everybody was getting these awards. The awards were like, they made a million dollars. I never even met anybody mm-hmm. that had made a million dollars. And there wow. were all these people getting awards. And I was like, <gasps> so all I knew was like, in this room, you make a million dollars. Yeah. Like this, that's what, so, so that, so I was like, oh my gosh, how do I, I couldn't, I was so excited. I was signed up right away. So you signed up for this thing. And with, yes. for everybody listening, we share a mentor in Myron Golden yes. um, on the podcast. And, you know, I think I, I know that, well, I met you through the sales mentor, the traffic and funnels thing initially. Yes, um, it, that's what, right. Yeah, you were you were part of the program where I was. Yeah, I was yeah, 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 yeah. That's just not coming to me because I was. I totally of, forgot about that too. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I learned sales from you. That's right, Eli. <laughs> yeah. and, and when did you join Myron's thing? Um, twenty nineteen. So twenty nineteen, about a year later, um, after kind of Russell kind of changed my life, introduced me to the world of entrepreneurship, funnel hacking, life changed everything for me. So, literally. So you learned ads, funnels. Yeah, I learned it all from Russell. So I learned all that from Russell. And then Russell basically introduced me to Myron because Myron, you know, spoke for him and I got to know Myron, met Myron. And then Myron was like, oh my gosh, I used to be a pastor. And now I I speak and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have spoken for years and years and years. You can make money while speaking. So Mm -hmm. So I was like, I had never heard that before. 
And so Myron introduced me to the world of like, that was live events. That was like before COVID. So we were yeah. doing like two, three day events or something like that. What was this? So you, in a year, you came up with enough money to buy Myron's thing. Yes. You had some success. Oh, yes. I was so what happy. You, yeah. What were you initially selling? Your first life thing. coaching. I was selling life coaching. It was like a Christian women's like find your purpose coaching program. Nice. It what was the only. What was the first uh, Well, I started Eli at selling it at two hundred and ninety-seven dollars yep. over the phone, and I like couldn't believe it when somebody said yes. I still remember the day that somebody was like, "Yes, I'll buy it for two hundred ninety-seven dollars," and I was like, I almost dropped the phone and fainted. I was like. Oh, it works. And then I kept increasing the price because someone taught me that the more that people pay, the more they paid attention. And my students like weren't showing up to class. They like weren't doing the homework. I'm like, what's wrong with these people? So I started charging more money. And so I went from 297 to 497 to 997, which to me was like the most expensive thing. I, I couldn't believe I was charging someone else $997, but they, they bought it. And I kept increasing the price and I went to 2K and 3K and then 4K. And then I think I stopped it at around 5K charge mm -hmm. that program. And I got, yeah, I, yeah. So, so like, I think pretty soon, like I made back my investment in the coaching programs that I had participated in. And that I was, that was like the real evidence that I was like, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. selling works, selling changes lives and high ticket sales makes this go faster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was all my epiphany that, that year. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. You've, you've selling very high ticket now. Yeah. So. Now, yeah. Now we're a million dollar offer, 250 K hundred K. Yeah. Wow. So, so yeah, there, um, now I've, I've very much catapulted into that mental syntax. Yeah. High ticket is, is uh is, is serving people yeah and you're in category kings with russell now. yes yes i love That's category kings. 150K yeah 150k yeah the opportunity came up for us to join russell's kind of highest level program which they call category kings and there are 14 slots available and we were uh invited in allowed in i, I don't know and um I'm, i must have paid that so fast eli because i'm sure like you know when like someone's changed your life. Like maybe, you know, Tony's changed my life and know Tony's changed your life. Like when the opportunity comes to work with somebody at a high level, who's changed your life, you're like, yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. absolutely. So we were, and has, it has changed our lives being in there. It's been amazing. That's amazing. That's, I work with a couple of people that are, that are in there as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, it's kind of reverse engineer how you got here. First of all, uh, what everybody says about you, you're like the most likable person. Oh man. Um, and you teach sales. And it's, it's interesting when the sales industry, most people that, that sell are seen as, you know, it's hard closing type stuff. Yes. So you have a different, a different essence about you for sure. Um, yes. You know, to kind of reverse engineer that process, it's great. It's so refreshing to talk to you because you do well in sales and you're great at sales and you're a great communicator naturally, Thanks, um, all of that. And, you know, is that natural for you? Did you learn this? Mm -hmm. Like, because you were doing the pastor thing, but yeah, just not making money. Like, right. how does this evolve? So you obviously had to work on your mindset, getting your uh, mindset wrapped around this. Yeah. Um, you know, when you were working as a pastor, what, were you just preaching? What was the, yeah. what was the well, um, I was doing a lot of things as a pastor, but I think the chief among them was our primary job 
was to care for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like our, my job as a pastor was like, I'm calling, I'm texting, I'm messaging, I'm praying, I'm reaching out. So one of the strengths of um, my ministry friends and people in nonprofit work is their empathy mm-hmm. is very high and, and their emotional intelligence is very, um, it's almost like they've been conditioned to be hyper aware of how someone else is doing. Yeah. So their attention, they've, they've been taught and conditioned, don't focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. Foc- sometimes to their own detriment, right? So they're not taking care of themselves, right? But focus on other people. And I was amazed when I came into the sales um, arena, how few people it felt like were doing that, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. the desire and the need to close the sale was higher than most people, not everybody, you, you obviously you serve, serve while you're selling like you, but if you could care more, cause you know, Tony leads this so well, care more about the person yeah. and more about leading the person right into the best decision for them. They can feel it. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. We have, we have an interesting term that we use cause I'm, you know, for my own sales process, like I can, I can be, I have some behavior flexibility. I'll be really direct. And uh, one of my, my mentors, uh, another one of my mentors, Jesse Elder, we've had on here, uh, gave me this term. It's called being carefrontational. So instead of confrontational, carefrontational. So I'm like, sure you have care, but I'm going to put it in your face. And so there's a so there's a tone there that you know it's like this unique balance where you're. Uh, we we and Tony taught me this: be hard on the problem, easy on the person. Oh, I love that. Empower the person and kind of get them really associated to the challenge that's a pattern of their thought, their feeling, their emotion, and get them to so make changes. That's um, so good. I love that. You said hard on the problem, easy on the person. That's brilliant, man. Yeah. So, you know, for yourself, you know, you were already speaking at to yep. like a church group. Yep. Church group. Yeah. Small church in Washington, D.C. So we'd oh, wow. spoken, spoken at another lot of Brazil and Colombia and Romania, you know, travel all over. So sometimes bigger churches, but um, yeah, you know, those repetitions, right? Like every time you stand up in front of speech, I think you get a little bit better, right? So I was terrible. I was actually really bad when I first started. I was like really bad. Actually, I was looking at some old footage. It was scary town, but (laughs) thank God for growth and and the ability to practice and I think I, I, I was too busy trying to be perfect at it, Eli. Like, yeah. I, re- I think I really wanted to, like the crowd to be like, wow, and that was amazing. And so I cared more about that than, I don't know, I, that made me do it worse somehow. My care, my desire for their approval or whatever. Yeah, too, yeah. so too needy maybe is what it was. So I'm self-conscious, conscious. Too, yeah, so, so self-conscious. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, it's hard to connect when we're conscious of ourselves. Yes. Yeah. So I, yeah, it was, it was yeah. bad experience. Well, it turn, turning up, <laughs> turning windows or turning mirrors into windows. You know, a lot of times we're looking. Wow. But if we can really, and then, and then after a window, we can turn our eyes into x-rays, like seeing what's happening beneath the surface inside of a person. Mm. So it's, there's layers, there's layers to it. And so you that. just get a lot of reps. 
a lot of reps. Yeah. yeah, a lot of reps. And then, and then, you know, FHL, I, I kind of like went to a new level in my own personal preparation because I knew I wanted to do a good job for Russell. Yep. And I was like, I was also trying to push the outer limits of myself as a speaker. So I was challenging myself to do things I'd never done before on the stage. And I was trying to just myself like up my game, you know? So I was happy with that though. I got a lot of great feedback and I, I, that's the game, right? Just like want to get, just want get better. Yeah. Yeah. When you're, when you're speaking, cause you're, you're such a natural at it, it at this point, it seems, cause you just, you flow so mm. well. What is, what is that preparation process like? Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. Well now, um, well, the number one principle that really helped me and it seems to help a lot of other people, but if I can, in my mind, play a game in my mind, that's like, how, how much fun could I have in this mm -hmm. moment? Yeah. Like how much more fun could I make this speech than any other speech I've done? If I play a little game like that in my mind, I find that the energy is loose mm -hmm. and the flow is loose, right? With the crowd. And then it seems like everybody, it's like, it's like, if you're enjoying it, like a comedian, right? Like if they yeah. think it's funny or something, like the audience feels like it's funny. So mm -hmm. if I'm having fun, I feel like the audience they, it seems, it seems like, I mean, <laughs> they could be lying, but it seems like they're having fun. So if I can show up in that loose, free, fun energy, it seems that that transfers. That's great. So yeah. fun. What else helps you prep? And I, I actually have to memorize yeah. my bits. I call them bits. I have to memorize them. Uh, that has taken me hours and hours and hours, some of those bits, but now I've got them down. So like the other day we were at some mastermind and Russell was like, I need you to get up and teach this thing. And I did it and I could do it because I had it memorized, you know, and that, that I, I personally do better. I don't know if everybody does better like that, but I perform better like that. Yeah. It's like, I, there's, I think it was like 2015. One of my students created Eli's book of bits. Oh, really? Oh my yeah, gosh. You've got your own hundreds of language patterns and little stories and anecdotes to shift beliefs. And so we've got, we archived a lot of it. And so oh, we. Oh my we gosh. I would pay $9 million for that. That sounds one of them are, amazing. Are things that uh, Tony taught me and wow. little things, you know, and I'll, cool. I'll, I'll give you one right now for everybody listening. Yeah. Uh, you know, oftentimes I'd have somebody or, or an audience that I could tell was a little bit financially challenged. Um, mm. and I'd, I'd want to infuse decision-making in them, um, or a higher sense of resourcefulness. And so I, you know, we call it, the strategy is called attack and confess. Attack and confess. So I, I attack a belief and then I make a personal confession to create empathy. So they don't feel personally attacked where I might say, uh, mm. who here has ever been a little financially challenged? Me too. Um, but would you like me to share with you? So this is called a bounce. Would you like me to share with you or have you ever? So I'm pulling them into the story. So cool. Would you like me to share with you how I was able to turn that around? Mm. And so there was a point in my life so cool. where like I was in a really bad spot and you, there was just no, no way out. And I don't know if you've ever been in a spot like that, but maybe you can relate because I'm trying to get them to relate to, to my painful moment, to my pit. And I say, but you know, here's, here's what turned it around. I don't know if you've ever had a time in your life where things were bad, but you wanted something so bad, mm. only to settle. Cause that's also the thing I want them to do. Good. And you weren't willing to give up. And for me, here's what happened. So I got a little bit of a story, but I said, you know what? I'm not willing to settle for you. Might've been somebody in your family got sick or you just mm. wanted it so bad. You just weren't willing to stop, weren't wow. willing to stop at any cost. And 
I overcame. I found a way. I found the money. And what I realized this, and this is the magic distinction that you want to write down. So I say to them, I said, mm. I realized of all the other times that I said I couldn't afford it, if I had just been more committed, I could have found a way. And now anytime I ever hear myself saying I can't do something, and this is embedded command, I say, Eli, you are a liar. You're effing lying to yourself. Wow. So, I, so I'm saying it, I say, Eli, but then yes, I, like I say, you're lying. You're a liar. Wow. Now, then, so that's superior. And then I soften it. I say, no, I wouldn't be lying to say that it's hard. And I wouldn't be lying to say that I don't know how. But to say that it's impossible to do something when so many other people are doing it. Wow. Well, that's the biggest lie we could ever say. Because when we lie to ourselves about what we're actually capable of, what does that kill? It kills all potential of actually doing it. So if you and I want to move our lives forward today, we can't, lie, we can't lie to ourselves about what we're actually capable of, can we? Yeah. And so now what I did inside of there, any limitation, I got them to agree that any limitation is a lie. And so mm. at the end, and I would look people right in the eye, and I have like 10, 20 people there, and I would ask them individually to, to, to buy. And I'm right there, and they see me as an authority, and I'd say, hey, do you think this would help you? And they say, yeah, I said, well, do this. And don't you lie to me. Can you do this? And so, they, so anything, any objection was framed as a lie. And so you know, we would master them and I'd work on. My, oh my gosh. That's so good. He like NLP called a referential index where I'm telling the story about I, but then I bounce it out to you. Yeah. So it changes yes. the, the kind of the star of the story. Yeah. the star. So I do this, I do this. And even as you're listening yes. to this, you're beginning to realize. And so we're, we, awesome. you know, I geek out on all these things. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It's a natural way of connecting with the audience. And so one of the things that I always want to do is kind of, you know, reverse engineer what people believe about influence or the process of selling, because you've been so successful, so fast mm -hmm. leading the industry. What do you think differentiates you? Mm -hmm. um, because there's other people selling high yeah. tickets, a lot, I mean, a lot of high ticket yeah. courses, you know, what do you, what do you think's helped these people yeah. do so well? I wonder if sometimes I feel people like, I feel more like a normal person. <laughs> yeah. My, I mean, Myron has told me this and some people have told me this. They've been like, I think people like I'm, I'm not like a, a superstar or a celebrity or I'm just like, I was just like, I'm a normal person. Like I was, I'm like homeschool mom. I still homeschool my kids. Like I'm, I was, I mean, I, being a pastor is a little not normal, but like I had a job. I don't know. And I feel like, um, but then something amazing happened to me and it was high ticket sales. And so I feel like people can relate perhaps more um yeah. you know I, I i i was a person that faced a lot of fear have a lot of insecurities still do sometimes i think i'm just very like i get you i i feel like i get that i get i get it i get the struggle i get like you know what what i remember when we we're in debt like trying to figure this out buying all these courses and buying all these masterminds like i i feel like i the pain i understand the pain <laughs> So maybe that's something to do with it. I'm not sure, but um, I don't know. What do you think it is, Eli? <laughs> you're just so likable. You're so, just so authentic. And it's uh, the capacity to create trust and authenticity. It's just, it's amazing, you know? Oh. And all the catchphrases, crazy town, crazy pants. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like funny oh. words. I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Uh, you. you know, when you're selling people, do you use like, like scripts, do you use frameworks? Mm, I, mean, I did. Just do, do you work off like a framework or how, how do you, yeah. how do you create that? And you have an amazing business partner, Joe, 
Yes, Joe, I love Joe so much. Yes, Joe's Joe is amazing. And when I first started, yes, I did. I had a script and I use it every single time, more as like a like a safety net, you know, of like where I was taking people. Cause I was still learning, like, what am I supposed to ask? Is there like a sequence or order of how this goes? But I found that after a while, my pastoral side would just keep kicking in and I would just keep asking more and more. I, I, I'm more, I'm like you, really. like, I love to learn. I love people. And I love just like, I genuinely want to know, like I gen, I genuinely want. So I found, and then I didn't realize Eli that the more that they talked, the more they bought. Yeah. So I kind of, that was like by, I, by accident figured mm-hmm. that out. And then I learned later that in sales training, you're not supposed to talk a lot. And I was like, Oh, phew. Like, so question asking um so i yeah so i think that i kind of by by accident under fell into that but that that worked really well Mm -hmm. um yeah so i so at first yes scripts i love i love scripts i think they're great like sometimes i would like lose track of thought like and i just look at the script i'm like oh (laughs) you know get them back here but it took me a while to get into the position like you you like of confronting them Mm -hmm. that took me a little while of like it's okay to challenge them. Yeah, but once yeah. I started getting the hanger, I got permission to do that. I really enjoyed doing that. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoyed challenging, challenging the way that they've been doing it before, yeah. whether they bought whether And I love to say it like this. I think Myron taught me this, like whether you buy or don't buy, like I'm going to challenge you, Yeah. you know, and that feels good. Doesn't it? In sales, like, cause you feel like I'm really helping this person. Yeah. Nobody's probably ever going to say this to them. Yeah. But I ha- I can. That's awesome. So, yeah. So I, I loved those sales conversations. I, I really, I felt, I always felt very honored. Did you ever feel like that, Eli? Like sometimes they're telling you things that are very, never told anybody. Yeah. It's yeah. like very sort of sacred sometimes, those conversations. I, I, I don't know. Did you ever feel like that? Like, wow, this is like amazing yeah. what they're saying yeah. to me. Yeah, I've had people, I've had countless people tell me that they, you know, didn't commit suicide because my presentation or because my call. Oh, you know, hundreds, hundreds. So yeah, it's a, it's a big deal to go to sell and do that, you know, and it can shift somebody's lives in their life. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really cool. So you, you got into uh, selling one-to-one, selling this life purpose program, selling high ticket stuff. And then when did this, the challenges, I know Myron does challenges. Yes. And you kind of juiciness mm-hmm. and together high ticket program for so so what do you what do you sell specifically in your high ticket program? So it's speaker stuff. It's and- speaker stuff. Yep, speaker stuff. So we have something called six figure speaker and million dollar speaker. Oh. Um, so just kind of like wherever that business is, if they want to tra- move into events, we have like two different tracks. Yeah, for them to go into. Yes, we'll learn speaker training and then we'll write their offer and help them sell it. Yeah. That uh, so when, when you experience challenging times in your business now or in the past, what are some beliefs mm. you push through yeah. um, about yourself, Definitely. people, money, time, what yeah. has created that? Cause a lot of people listening are, uh, might not be in this amazing spot. That might be where yes. back in your chapter one, yes. or, or being you know, I, I think one thing that really encouraged me, and I still think I meditated a, a lot even now, in fact, I have the book right in front of me, but I started reading this book every week. Myron told me to do it. It's called U squared. 
and by Price Pritchett. And I started learning that, you know, he taught me that like the struggle isn't real, the struggle's only imagined. So that helped me because I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so far behind all these marketers. And he's like, I was like, oh my gosh, I've just been reading the Bible for like 30 years. Like, I don't know anything. I felt really like this is going to take me forever. <laughs> and if, you, if you're listening, you're like, oh my gosh, like I have so far to go. And I'm like, I'm so behind. I haven't read all the books Eli's read and I don't know how to influence my kids. Nonetheless, you know, masses of people, but, but this book taught me about kind of like start to believe for, to take quantum leaps. Mm-hmm. And the book, and I was like, okay, well, what's a quantum leap? And it was like, where a particle of matter like is in one place and suddenly moves into a completely different place, almost as if simultaneously, yeah. like it goes to a new level, almost simultaneously without apparent effort and without covering all the bases. Mm-hmm. So it talked about kind of like being still, don't try so hard, mm-hmm. quit striving so that your mind and your eye can start to see the quantum leaps. Yeah. And what, when I, and so I, I was like, oh, so I kind of just started to trying that, like not kind of doing what everybody else is doing. Do you know what I mean, Eli? Like no, everybody's no. like freaking out about, I don't Brian know. Hustling yes. Really- and like, yeah, the Facebook algorithm and everyone's like, and so you'll hear it in their words. They're focused. Many entrepreneurs are focused on the problem. Yeah. And they don't realize they're focused on the problem, but I can tell they're focused on the problem because I can hear the words coming out of their mouth. Right. And if you focus more on the solution, for instance, asking yourself a better question, how can I do a $10 million day? Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting question, right? Like you're like, Hmm, well, I could hire a really big draw, a draw celebrity at mm-hmm. an event. I could go take out a bank loan if I didn't have the money to pay for ads, or I could raise capital. I mean, there's like your, your brain starts to like, see like, holy cow, I actually could do a $10 million day. Yeah. Yeah. But most, most entrepreneurs are talking more about the problem than they are the promise. What could happen? What is it they want to see happen? And I find if people would just make that move, it's like small tweaks to giant peaks, right? It's like, just tweak the mind of focus on what you want. Focus on what Most people are stuck focusing on the problems and the tactics. Yes. Yeah. So they have to shift their mindset. Shift their mindset. And I don't see the thing is, I think what, what's scary and dangerous is entrepreneurs who don't realize that they're focused on the problems what's not happening, where they aren't, why is this person so much further than I am? I'm so I think it's this the like embedded secret mental patterns that are in there that are kind of sabotaging. So that, so then the mind and the eye cannot see the quantum leap. Mm-hmm. That's a great book. And so I've read it a few times myself. It's a, it's a good one. Um, you know, for you, you've got this amazing company and to get here, you know, we, we talk about there's in business, a business by definition is a system that provides value. So you've dialed in systems there, but for yourself, what are some of the personal things you do to help you optimize Ooh. at peak performance? Like, um, what's the first thing you do when you wake up? Oh, 
First thing I do when I wake up, I love to go on a walk. I learned that probably from Tony, I think, or something. I was reading something where like getting blood flow to the brain. So that's like my favorite, favorite thing to do. I'm I'm a big like listener, reader. So I'm usually like listening to something as I'm walking. I love that kind of thing. That's my favorite way to do it. Um, I, I, I do like a lot of like self-care. I know this is going to sound really, but I don't believe in like hustle and grind. It's like, I believe in ebb and flow. So I like, I don't know. I I make sure my calendar is real clear so I can just think. And read. It's really big for me. I notice that I don't show up as well, Eli, if I'm like back to back in meetings or like, even if I'm around two people too much, I'm like, Oh, what? So I get, so I kind of get like uptight or upset, or I don't know what the word is anxious. So I like love to sit in my zero gravity chair in my backyard and just read, read, reading and thinking and getting ideas. I love talking to like friends on my phone, like, or I get, you know, I'll get all ideas and so I'll box people. And, you know, so that flow works great for me. I don't know how that is for other people, but yeah. I, I, if I get too much into like back to back and back, I start to think I'm, I'm missing it. I'm going to miss the quantum leap. <laughs> That's, there's a, there's gotta be time for creativity, you know? So I think I have, I have 12 or 13 meetings today. Um, yes. So, right. You know, yes. It's, it's some days are back to back and I yeah. try to make some, yes. I, Sunday nights, I usually just unplug um, and I stretch and right. that really helps me. Yeah, um, I, probably, I probably could use more of that myself. And I think as you know, entrepreneurs, um, we lose sight of that sometimes. That yeah. What's going to make you really prevalent in the market will be your X factor, your uniqueness. But if mm-hmm. we're reading all the different stuff and we're just putting, giving so much output, we don't have time to rejuvenate and come up with that yeah. creative energy. Um, yeah, that's that's powerful. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't have, and I don't have like some like amazing ninja morning routine. Like it's really quite boring, you know, like, so I'm not one of these like, would you have a breakfast? I I do like green juices. So it's like real, like boring. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. You seem really, you look really healthy. Oh, thanks. Eli. That means a lot. I think that's important. Yeah. We, I I got my, my buddy, we do some events together at Chase Hughes and he's like this hop, like, you know, military grade. Yes. Spent several, uh, you know, multiples of eight figures uh, on just every kind of process there is in order to be able to influence people. I like wow. hypnosis and all of that. And, um, you know, it's like people will ask me or ask him, like, what do I say to get the free coffee or the upgrade in my airline seat? But a lot of it comes down to, you know, it's not just the language, but a lot of the communication is is not based in words. It's it's movement, appearance, confidence, uh, in the capacity where you make people feel safe, connection, and intent. And so we That's we measure so people in a lot of this when we when we review speakers and and all these things. But yeah, you've got just a natural flow with it. You make it really easy for yourself and everybody else. You too, man. You too. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you just love people and love what you're doing and have fun. Yeah. I feel like um, there's this great quote by Saint Irenaeus. I think it goes like. The, the glory of God is man fully alive. Mm. And it's like, 
if we can all just like step into what that means for each of us, you know, like whether that means like, and sometimes it means it's like back-to-back podcasts, she's like crushing it and content and it's life-giving, you know, mm-hmm. but to find out what lights you up, what energizes you as an entrepreneur, what you, what you could binge out and read about all day or whatever it is, like it's different for all of us, but the glory of God, God is manfully alive. It's like, the more we all step into as everybody listening, like step into what you feel like is put in your heart to do. It's like, we love watching. It's like, we all love watching you burn. You know what I mean, Eli? Like you burn with passion for sales and influence and like communication and speaking. It's like, it's like, we could all listen to you all day. That's why we're so grateful you started this podcast. So it's like for everybody listening to us to keep leaning into that, keep looking and searching, you know? That's beautiful. Because that's how we, we're going to change the world. Yeah. And, so, and since you bring it up, and I, and I asked Myron this too when I, I interviewed him, you know, how much do you think that your your faith, because most people don't, don't have a, uh, a pastor's, you know, church background that are entrepreneurs that yes, are. That's true. Myron certainly does. How much do you think that that kind of influences you, helps you in what you do, having yeah. a, being a, a faith-based entrepreneur? Yeah, I guess it's like, something bigger than you, right? You believe something bigger than you is looking out for you. It has the best for you in mind. Your best days are out front. Like I think faith and hope breed certainty and conviction as an entrepreneur, right? So it's like, and to starve your doubts, like don't let the negativity and even your own negative self-talk or maybe something bad happens. You launched an offer, launched a funnel. It didn't work. You know, like, it's like, if you, if you have faith, all things are possible. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, there's just, it's like, there's a scripture that says for man that think this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So yeah. it's like, whether you believe in God or the universe or whatever that means to you, it's like, it kind of positions you now to stop trying so hard in your own effort. And now you're positioned to keep it for the quantum leap. Yeah. Uh, is. You know, Steph Curry, he's a basketball player. Yeah. His, his kind of, what he says to himself about a thousand times a day is, you know, I can, you know, I can do all things, which is I just true. Yes. You know, I can do all things. Yes. So it's, it's cool for, even if somebody's not, you know, into religion or whatever, it's, it's great to have some kind of mantra yeah. or some belief that something bigger than you is supporting you yeah. and can really free a lot of people from insecurity and doubt, just feeling like mm-hmm. that they're guided. That there's something yes, that, guided. I love that, Eli. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. Um, you know, I want to be respectful of your time. As far as like, you know, influencing people and getting to your level, is there any other like bit of wisdom or anything I didn't ask you that you think could could serve people? What are what are like mm. things that people need to do? Somebody's struggling and wanting to speak more. What what yeah. should they do to initiate so that process to get to get to the the next level? Yeah. You know, this, maybe I learned this from you or Myron, and I don't remember now, now I'm getting too old in this space. I can't remember where I heard it, but I heard someone say this, that to divorce yourself from the outcome. Mm, Unattached. Yeah, 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 unattached, unattached to what may happen, how people may respond, if they'll like, or even if they'll comment on social media or retweet you or whatever, to to do it because you know you have to do it, to do it because you know you, you're born to do it, to do it just for the sake of doing it. Yeah. Do it, whether it's speaking. If it is speaking, like detach yourself from that crowd, the need for anything to happen, 
And I think if, if you'll do that, you'll have way more fun and experience more success than you ever thought possible. So divorce yourself from the outcome, baby. That's amazing. Yeah, we on a lot of the scripts we create, we, we put certain parts in there where it says HILA, H-I-L-A, high intention, low attachment. And Ooh, so high intention, low attachment. Oh, I love that. And so it's like one of those anchors for people when they hear it, they're like, okay, you know, you can hear sometimes when people yes. are a little bit too attached. And so we want to have high intention, purpose, low attachment. And that's so good. It's a nice, it's a nice balance. Um, tell us where, where can folks find out more about you or you're up to find out about these juicy challenges you're doing. Yeah. 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 Uh, go accelerate my revenue.com. So accelerate, however you spell accelerate, accelerate my revenue.com. We do challenges all the time. They're free. You can buy VIP, which is a bunch of extra hours and some Q and a with Joe and I, it's always super fun, but we'd love to have you there. I would invite you in. It's just like family that, that five days during that challenge. It's like kind of like an hour a day, but by the end, we all just like want to be best friends forever. It's just, it's, it's like the best five hours. I think anybody could spend on their business is that is our challenge. I love it that much. And I bet it's a lot of fun. It's so fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for taking this time. We appreciate yeah, it. For everybody. Thank you, Eli. Thank you so much for having me. It was such an honor to be here, really, legitimately. And I, I'm like so excited. I can't wait to binge on every episode you make in this podcast. So thank you for doing it. Awesome. Thank you. See you, See you guys next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Everything is Influence podcast. If you got value from this episode, loved what you heard, and you wanna go deeper into really understanding the core fundamentals of influence, then I have one more gift for you. I've put together a special training just for the listeners of this podcast that breaks down the four levels of influence and how to start using these tools in your life today. If you want that free training, then go to wildinfluence.com forward slash go. That's wildinfluence.com dot com forward slash go. That's wild with an E at the end, then influence.com forward slash go. All you need to do is enter your name, email, and phone number, and we will send that over to you straight away. Until the next time, my friend, this is Eli signing off from the Everything is Influence podcast.